last classification preview of the summer. And uh, we're recording this months in advance. But by the time this drops, uh, football season is going to be right around the corner. Um, we're recording this in June. Probably won't drop till till July, maybe end of July, something like that. But we are excited to go over 6A. Um, obviously, these are the best the best programs in the state of Utah. Um, not as hard as some of the other classifications, I don't think. I'm sure after looking at our top 10, you might think otherwise. But we have broken down all the other classifications. If this is your first time listening to one of our podcasts here, um, what we're going to do, kind of what our template is thus far, is we're going to kind of uh, give our top 10 our way too early preseason top 10 uh, uh, teams going into next season. Um, not a lot of, obviously no football going on right now, not a lot to talk about. So we are going to create our content and give some people some content to debate, including ourselves. We'll debate it. Um, overall, I would say, I mean, 5A, we've definitely had some discrepancies. We've had some differences, but uh, I would say for the most part, 4A through 1A, we were pretty close on what our rankings were. I feel like 6A is going to be um, kind of like how 5A was. We're going to have some differences on our lists. Um, feel free through Instagram or through Twitter. Uh, follow us at Sling in the Pill uh, for Sling in the Pill Media. Um, when you listen to this podcast, feel free to leave a review, uh, subscribe, rate us, whatever it is you want to do. Tell your friends. Um, but so far, uh, I mean, I you know just start things out as well. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeff Tuckett, and with me is Tyler Fessler. Uh, just to start out, what are your general thoughts on 6A going into this next season? Yeah, so 6A, uh, I like to call it the fickle mistress because I think uh, I think we know you know what you know what you're getting with 6A. Mm-hmm. Um, the top of 6A is super super good, like you said, best in the state. Corner Canyon, Lone Peak, Sky Ridge. I mean, just stacked. And the bottom is bad. Like, not good. So it mm-hmm. makes it really fun because we definitely have a tier list. 5A. Yep. Yeah, easier this year than last year. Still tough. 4A, near impossible to create a tier list. I mean, you know, 1 through 10, all. You know, 3A is a little bit of a tier list, kind of cut in half. But 6A, I feel like there, like you said, there is this 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 defining lines um, between the top of, of 6A and the bottom of 6A. Um, I love 6A. Uh, I was in Region 1. I competed in Region 1 as in, in high school going Syracuse alum. Shout out to the Titans. Um, so, of course, I've you know, been in and around these these teams. Weaver, Davis, Fremont, uh, raced against them, played against them growing up. So, I obviously love it. Um, and, uh, you know, always going up against them, playing the other, the bigger schools like Bingham, the, the American Fork, Riverton, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, fortunately, Corner Canyon, I think, had just barely became a school when I was in high school. So, I uh, didn't get much of them or Sky Ridge, but I really like it. Uh, you know, some of the regions in... Uh, and 6A really make it fun, and then um, there's another region uh, that's you know, a little bit, a little bit easier to, to guess who's going to be winning out of there. But excited nonetheless. Um, really excited for, for 6A and uh, some of the you know the, the depth and the the D1 talent that we have here. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like what you said about the first of all the differentiation, the differentiation, the the differing between the top teams in 6A. And the bottom teams in 6A is astronomical. 
and there's a lot of tiers in between. Um, but there's always that top tier, and that's where your state championship is going to come from, you know, 99.9% of the time. And it's generally a Region 4 team. Um, we can talk about that a little bit more as we go. I have a Region 4 team that I have at my number one um, on my list. But it's, it's kind of, I mean, you kind of wish for a little bit more parity in that way. Um, maybe one of these Region 1 teams to, to make an appearance. Um, maybe like a Roy uh, some of these other teams to make an appearance. I just don't see it happening myself. I think the constant is going to remain the constant. I don't think we're going to see a lot of change in, in the top teams in 6A thus far. Uh, but I do have a couple, that second tier, I mean, we talk about that, that top tier of contenders, the second tier of the outside looking in um, to the contenders. So that, that dark horse, um, you know, maybe could make a run tier. And then there's the good teams and then there's everyone else. But I feel like that second tier, there are a couple teams that I feel could potentially have some hope of dethroning, you know, Lone Peak, Corner Canyon, Sky Ridge, American Fork, one of those, one of those key schools. Um, but we can, we can just jump into our top 10. Tyler, you can go first. You can go over your top 10 and then we can kind of talk about it. So what, what do you got for me? Yeah, so um, I, I did have one omission and uh, I'm sorry, Roy. Royals fans, um, you know, I, I got a lot of hate mail last year um, from the Roy fans saying I didn't know what I was talking about, uh, that I was too hard on them and stuff like that. And guess what? It's still saying this year. You can't play in arguably one of the worst divisions and get on my top 10. Sorry, Roy. Get out of here with it. I'm tired of the hate mail. Go play in Region 1 where you should be playing, not in freaking Region 2. You deserve to be in Region 1 in football, and I understand the other sports. Play in Region 1, then I'll put you on my top 10. So there you go with that. Sorry, Roy. I got so much hate mail last year, Jeff. I mean, it was, it was like just really mean <laughs> messages and stuff like that. Come on, Roy. Uh-huh. Let's uh, let's step it up a little bit. So here we go. <laughs> Into the top 10. Uh, that's my annual complaint about Roy being in Region 2 when they really should be in Region 1 rant. I won't bring it up again. <laughs> Coming in at number 10, I have the Syracuse Titans. Last nice. year, made a little bit of uh, made a little bit of waves. Maybe it's a little bit of, uh, of alumni, you know, fever, whatever, uh, goggles coming on. But they did beat Pleasant Grove, uh, followed by a win against Mountain Ridge, and gave Weber everything they wanted and more in that quarterfinal game. Super cold game up on the hill against the Weber Warriors. Um, I have them coming in at 10. I, I like some of the kids that are, they're bringing back. I like Coach Knight uh, over there. And I think uh, Syracuse, uh, they're towards the, the middle, uh, top to middle of, of that region one but uh, I think they're going to pick up a couple of key wins and I, I imagine them getting to about what, what they did last year into the quarterfinals which would make them a top 10 or so team um, I do like the Syracuse Titans coming in at number 10 coming in at number 9 I was a big fan of them last year and I'm going to continue to ride them this year that is West Jordan Jaguars um, they did they played really well Blew out Centerfield in the first round. Struggled against Bingham. Um, had a really good running game last year, and uh, I'm hoping that they can continue to do that in a really, you know, different region down there. Um, they were kind of a sleeper last year. Uh, you know, not a lot of people talked about them. There wasn't a ton of hype around the Jaguars last year. I think it's going to be more of the same. I have them coming in at number nine. Coming in at number eight, I have the Davis Darts. Now. 
Last year, I was pretty hard on Davis, uh, and then I, I even called that they were going to lose to the Harriman, uh, Harriman High School uh, in in the first round, and they ended up doing it. Harriman beat them, upset them 35-21 in K-Town. Um, I, I think uh, Davis rebounds. Uh, they're they're a lot like some of these other teams, like an Orem, um, you know, uh, that just have this 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 excellence. I mean, everyone, you know, mom, dad, grandpa, great grandpa, they all went to Davis. They play for the the the, the shield or the crest of Davis High School, and I think it's going to be more of the same. I do I do like Davis uh, this year. I have them coming in at number eight. Coming in at number seven, I do have West. Um, I think that they are going to be a really good team. I think they're a dark horse to make a run. Uh, again, they're in that that uh, that region two, and so um, I think you know they beat Roy, uh, they beat uh, Ranger Hunter, they pick up some of these wins, uh, Kearns, and uh, I think that they're going to be sitting there, kind of uh, like you said, outside, just right outside that top tier. Um, I have them coming in at number seven. Coming to number six, I have American Fork. Uh, last year, super good team playing a very difficult region. What are you going to do? I still think they're going to be good coming in at number six. Number five, I have the Bingham Miners. I think they take a little bit of a step up. Um, I believe um, uh, they had a couple of pretty big additions on their coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bingham is it, it was the Roy coach, right? Coach Freddie, yep. I believe, is going yep. to Bingham. Um, uh, you know, his offense notorious. Uh, notorious for being really good, uh, also having a pretty stout defense. So I think this that addition alone, uh, leapfrogs Bingham. Bingham was a seven seed last year, um, so I'm putting them up to number five. Coming in at number four, I have the Corner Canyon. What is it? Stallions, whatever. Um, Corner Canyon Chargers. Really take a, <laughs> yeah, um, taking a little bit of a step back, uh, maybe just to mix it up a little bit because they've been talking about Corner Canyon so much for so many years. Uh, you know, Lone Peak did upset them. I still think they're going to be in the top four. I think they're going to be playing for it. They're going to be getting a chance. But I have them coming in at number four. Coming in at three, I have Lone Peak. Um, I do like Lone Peak. Uh, you know, defending uh, state champions. They're going to be there. They're going to be in the mix. And I would love to see uh, this matchup. Uh, coming in at number two, I have Farmington. Now, you're probably like, holy crap, is he really doing this? <laughs> yes, he's really doing this. I do like the Phoenix. Uh, a few things last year, transition year from 5A to uh, 6A. Uh, you know, they uh, they came in as the sixth seed overall. They were able to beat West last year. Now they did get smoked by Sky Ridge uh, in the quarterfinals, but I think that they make this next jump. They've now done it for for a couple of, well, for a year in 6A. They uh, won the the region five title in 5a made a pretty good run in 2020 so i think this is their year it's this is kind of like their time if not now when farmington uh and they get they pulled uh kind of talking about davis they pull a lot of talent from davis coming you know with the new builds out in farmington and west kaysville i like the i like the phoenix coming in number two number one i do have sky ridge um uh, you know, last year, I thought it was going to be Corner Canyon Sky Ridge. Ended up being Corner Canyon Lone Peak. But it very well could have been Corner Canyon Sky Ridge. Uh, I think Sky Ridge is going to be able to get over that hump and hoist, uh, you know, that that uh, coveted state championship. That's my 1 through 10. And, uh, I mean, a couple of just few shout-outs. You know, Mountain Ridge, I left out. Um, uh, Riverton, I left out. Uh, but those teams, I think, are going to be right there. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, Roy, I mean, even though I, I, I'm not a huge 
I, I think it's lame that they're in Region 2. Roy's still going to be there, um, but just kind of on the outside looking in. I think the biggest one that I have, though, the fall from grace is the Weaver Warriors. I think they take a big step back um, this year, and uh, they're in kind of that, like, Layton, uh, around where Layton's going to be kind of finishing in, in Region 1. So that is my 1 through 10. There it is, 6A. Awesome. I mean, it does, and it's pretty ballsy to put Farmington ahead of some of those Region 4 teams for sure. But, I mean, it may be a tad hyperbolic, but I think that Farmington uh, is going to be really good this year. I mean, you said if not this year, when? I agree with that. This is their their perfect storm for them to at least try to make some noise and stir the pot a little bit in 6A. Um, I like that a lot. Um, I think that for the most part, we're pretty close on a lot of these. So, I mean, yeah, outside looking in on on my top 10 first, I mean, I have teams like, um, what was one of the ones you put in there? I have teams, oh, let's see. Trying to think of a team that you had in there. Um, Davis was one of your teams that you had in your top 10. I have them in my top 25 in the state of Utah, but not quite cracking that top 10. Weber, you mentioned that as well. They are on the outside looking in of my top 10 list. They are right on that fringe um, of teams. Roy, I do not have making my top 10. Uh, Harriman, I do not have making my top 10. West Jordan, I do not have in my top 10. I do have them in my top 25. Um, But, I mean, for the most part, we are pretty uh, in line other than that. Um, a lot of good teams. I mean, I can see like a Weber and their quarterback, Aiden Carter. They, they still have a lot of big names. They did lose Cannon Devries and Isamoa um, to D1 schools. So they're going to be a little depleted on that account. So I like where you put them just right outside looking in. Um, but jumping into my top 10, number 10, I have uh, Riverton Silver Wolves. They got Jake Myers uh, coming back. They won their their region. I mean, they beat uh, Bingham out of that region and, and others, um, which was very impressive. Came out of nowhere. But Jake Myers is coming back. Luke Perry's coming back. They do have a lot of studs. They got a really good um, linebacker coming back. So I got Riverton at number 10. At number 9, I have American Fork making a pretty lot, uh, dramatic drop. Uh, Maddox Madsen, their quarterback, did sign with uh, Boise State Broncos. And as a Boise State fan, that is exciting. But they do have some good players. They have a really good uh, corner uh, receiver. And obviously, Hunter Clegg is one of the best pass rushers in the state of Utah and has a pick of the litter of when it comes to Division One offers. So American Fork at number nine, that's pretty low. Probably underrating them. They could definitely make a jump higher in the rankings. I just want to see it first. Number eight, the Bingham Miners. Number eight. With that transition of Roy's coach going over to Bingham and seeing what he was able to do with Parker Kingston, the quarterback at Roy last year, I think him and the Martinez quarterback over at Bingham is going to be a match made in heaven because he really is a a run-first quarterback, but he's very, very good at it. But even last year, seeing Bingham take on a team like Corner Canyon, it wasn't close, so I don't think that they belong necessarily in that top-tier quite yet they could change my mind with a, a culture change of some kind not that they need it they're potentially good <clears throat> so yeah down martin is really really good quarterback over there um and they have a bunch of you know countless other good players out of bingham but i have them at number eight number seven i think we have these exact i have the west panthers as well at number seven 
They have a lot of good players. I mean, Tua One, uh, that cornerback, they have a lot of hard to pronounce names, but Valahi um, as well. Uh, they have a, have a lot of good returning players from West. They are definitely going to win that region yet again this year and be better than they were last year. So, and they were good. I think they were 10 and 3. So, I think they potentially could be even better than last year. Number six, Mountain Ridge. Mountain Ridge was a really good team last year, and I think they're going to be really good again this year. They have two really good running backs in Cade Ululave, who just signed with the, with the Pac 12, uh, more specifically Cal. Um, Samisi Kinney Kinney is that other running back in that backfield. Uh, they have uh, Helm, their quarterback's going to be coming back. I think kind of like West, they're going to be they're going to take a, just another step up and be just as good this next year. So I have Mountain Ridge at number six. Number five, Farmington. You had him at number two, but I had him at number five. We both have him in our top five. I think that Farmington is going to be really good. They got their their quarterback coming back. He was really young. He struggled early. I mean, they lost to Corner Candy by like sixty points in their opener last year, but. They're going the right direction. They Game by game, they got better and better. They got uh, running back in Boston, Reinhold coming back, Mitch Nielsen coming back, Jed Judkins coming back, and uh, Kainoa Jones coming back as well. They just have – they're going to be stacked. So I think that they could be, once again, one of those teams that are on the outside of that top tier but could have some hope to maybe, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Number four is very similar, and it was easy to flip-flop these two. But I have Syracuse at number four. Wow. Yeah, I think Syracuse is going to be really good. Um, they got Jake Hopkins, a quarterback, coming back. Daxton Faddis coming back. Sam Pula coming back. Uh, Tyson Sweeten coming back. I and mean, you can just go on and on and on with the players that are coming back for Syracuse. I think that they, number four, once again, just kind of the outside of that top tier looking in, um, being right there. And then number three, I have Lone Peak. Lone Peak, I mean, once again, they're part of that the dynastic, you know, Region 4 clump, much like uh, American Fork. Um, they are losing a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Durfee's going to be gone in, in company. A lot of those those linebackers and good players for Lone Peak. On the offensive side of the ball, uh, Easton Comer, Comer, however you want to say it, he signed with Weber State. So they're going to have to replace him, but they do have the two best wide receivers in the game. Not to mention one of the best tight ends in the game. They got Cole Christensen and uh, McChesney coming back as well. So they're going to be really good. Number two, I have Corner Canyon. Corner Canyon, just perpetually really good. They got Isaac Wilson, who obviously, I mean, I don't think it's just because of who his brother is. I think he's going to back up all of the hype that he's getting, which is a lot of D1 offers right now. But they, it's not just going to be him. They have a lot of players. Obviously, replacing Devin Brown is no easy task. Um, but they do have some players coming in. Drew Patterson, uh, Tank Mitchell. You know, a lot of different players coming that are going to keep them at playing at the top of the state. And number one, I have the Sky Ridge Falcons. It's tough to put them over Corner Canyon. But they have, they're getting a lot of their players back. They're getting McKay Hillstead back. Um, their, their quarterback, they're getting a lot of key defensive players, including maybe the best DB in the state in Smith Snowden back. A lot of their, you know, Sione Westover, a lot of good 
uh, defensive players, and then maybe the best pass rusher in the state of Utah in uh, Tassili Okana coming back as well, too. So Sky Ridge, I have it number one. Just I've seen a little bit of their seven-on-seven stuff, and they're just looking uh, unbeatable. I think that it's going to be a two-man race to the top. I think it's going to be Sky Ridge and Corner Canyon. I'm probably not the hottest of takes because they usually are. It's usually that way. But I do think it's going to stay that way. Yeah, solid. Uh, I think the, the biggest discrepancy between us was that that mountain range, the Sentinels. Um, yeah. I think that was our, our biggest discrepancy. But I think we do see eye to eye. Um, being a Syracuse alum, putting them that high, like, man, that's awesome. I love, I'd love to see the, the Titans uh, play well. But I think you're right. Um, I think there's 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 some pretty definite lines. I cannot wait for the Syracuse Farmington game because I yeah. really think that's going to be the the determining of, of Region One. Um, and then the big thing, and I think this is this is more so in six A than any other classification, is when you play the team. If Corner yep. Canyon and Skyridge play at the end of the year, that's going to be a completely different game than if they play mid to early year. And and not a lot of people think about that when they're, when they're doing it. They, they, you know, they go, they, the kids get their schedule. They're like, win, win, loss, win, 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 loss. I mean, I hope they don't think that they're going to lose. But but what we do, win, okay, win. But I think it really determines when it's going to be. Um, you know, uh, Corner Canyon Isaac Wilson. He might. He he. I think he's going to back up the hype. The first couple games, he might struggle being mm-hmm. to, to 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 provide. You know, what Corner Canyon at the level that their quarterbacks are expected to play. You give him, you know, three or four weeks, you get that timing right um, with those receivers and the offensive line. I mean, they really could become unstoppable, or maybe they just struggle. I really think timing, timing, timing is everything. Uh, You know, if Syracuse has to go up to Weaver on the mountain with it being windy and their offense, their high-flying offense, that might be difficult early or later in the season than it is earlier in the season. Um, It was really windy in in, in Ogden, uh, up on the bench North Ogden. Uh, you know, late October, early November ish in that time frame. So if they're playing at the end, totally different. But uh, super excited to see six A. Um, and like you said, I think we see eye to eye on 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 most of these teams. Yeah, yeah. I think Mountain Ridge and maybe like a Davis. Uh, you know, like but other than that, like for the most part, I think we're pretty in line with with what we think is going to happen. But yeah, I mean, you talk about Isaac Wilson. I mean, he's got the only thing that could maybe. Uh, stunt his growth as a quarterback too would be kind of just the pressure that he has on him not just having an NFL you know quarterback brother but just corner canning you know in general you have like Jackson Dart you know who's now playing for Ole Miss you have Devin Brown who's playing for Ohio State and then obviously Zach Wilson so corner canning has just been used to a certain level of quarterback play that's just out of this world so there's a lot of pressure on his back um but we, yeah, we'll see if he'll be able to to handle it. Yeah, some of those teams that um, with the outside looking in again, just kind of maybe talk talk about them a little bit more as well before we go into our offensive and defensive potential player of the year candidates. But yeah, I, I like Davis. I do like Davis. Um, I think that yeah, Region One is just right behind Region Four. I think they got a lot of good teams, like ones that didn't make the top ten, like Weber and Davis, like Jackson Stevens quarterback over there um he's going to be uh, starting again uh in his second year so i think that they're going to be really good um weber is going to be right there uh, outside looking in um west jordan i have him once again in my top 25 
They have a, they're losing their running back, but for the most part, especially on the defensive side of the ball, West Jordan has a lot of uh, players coming back. Um, <clears throat> but just to jump into potential uh, candidates for MVP, Isaac Wilson, McKay Hillstead are going to be on that list. Um, Lakia Kalama, which we didn't talk about either, who transferred from Wasatch to Sky Ridge. So they just, you know, the rich get richer. They got another player. <laughs> One of those uh, receivers from Lone Peak is going to be up there. Daxon Fattis from Syracuse. Uh, Kate Ululave probably going to be there. Um, uh, you know, there's, you know, maybe Jackson Stevens out of Davis on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, Akana or Snowden, you know, either one of those from Skyridge could definitely be on there. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Hunter Clegg out of American Fork, definitely going to be on there. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different players to choose from there, but um, what, what other schools do you think could potentially make some noise out of 6A? You know, uh, one team that that I mentioned briefly, but um, that had a really big turnaround was was Layton Lancers this last yeah. year. Yeah, um, they they were just kind of just there. Um, they had a couple of big wins. They had a couple of you know pretty stunning losses. They're just kind of there floating. And I think you're right. I think Syracuse and Farmington. I think they're my one and two. Uh, obviously, I have Farmington. Then Syracuse, you haven't flipped, but those two. And then you get into it: Davis, Weaver, Layton. I really, I mean, even though I have Davis in my top 10, I don't know if the gap is really big between Davis and Layton. If Layton, you know, plays the, the way that they did towards the end of last year, the beginning of the year, they kind of struggled. Um, but it felt like, you know, mid-season, they really got it going. If they can, you know, replicate that, I, I really think they're going. The other team that I'm kind of, uh, that I really liked last year, um, Fremont. I'm not getting a ton of love. Um, they did lose a lot. Had a couple transfers go away. Um, but I could see them. I, I always feel like when, when you get out to uh, Plain City, Utah, uh, you get out. I mean, it's almost like a swamp. You're right next to the lake. Mosquitoes galore. Um, you, you could lose. You could very well lose a farming team going out to, to Plain City. You could lose that game. Or Syracuse going out to, to, to Fremont. They could lose that. And uh, Fremont could could pull a couple of upsets. Like you said, Region uh, 4, obviously, cream of the crop. But Region 1 uh, right now is probably, and not just because I, I lived in that area, but one that I'm very, very keen on watching this year. Um, you know, just, just watching how, how it all kind of shakes out. Um, another team that, that, that was good a few years ago, not getting as much love, Kearns. Um, I think that they're right behind um, West and Roy. Uh, you know, obviously playing in that kind of uh, weakest division uh, in 6A. But uh, I think they'll be there. I don't know if they make any noise. Uh, but they're definitely on the outside looking in. Hoping to, uh, you know, do exactly what Syracuse did last year and beat a, a mountain ridge. He's got to give them a game uh, and, you know, just put them up against and hopefully in a, in a one-off game you can get the upset. But those are kind of the teams that are on the on, are on my outside looking in. Awesome, yeah. Um, you know, looking at potential teams that could flip their record, right? There's teams that could be, you know, go from 5-6 to six to 6-5, six and five, go to 8-2 and two to 2-8, two and eight, something like that. Just looking at these, and we'll, we'll see if you agree with me. Um, 
I think Kearns for the negative. I think Kearns, they're losing the house. I think maybe their record could flip. Um, Who else could flip? They're the ones I think of first. Maybe a team like Hunter maybe could flip for the better. Maybe a team like Cypress could flip for the better. Um, yeah, I don't know. Usually, usually these teams that are bad, you know, stay bad. I'm like a team like Leighton. There's always a team like Leighton. I'm just trying to figure out maybe which team that would be. I think what, I what think the think? one that we're missing, uh, Harriman. Uh, yeah, that could flip. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they'll get to eight wins. I mean, they were four and eight last year, um, mm-hmm. but they did go to, to K Town. They went to Kaysville and they beat Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's obviously the, the talent's there, the capability is there. Um, as far as, uh, as you know, the Harriman, um, uh, it's there. I just don't know if they get all the way to eight. They could get six, maybe seven wins um, if they if they play their cards right for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that the Region 3 is kind of sneaky. They got some sneaky good teams in there. I mean, you've got four new teams that are really high quality. Bingham, Riverton, or, and Mountain Ridge are cream of the crop. West Jordan's right there, too. So, it's, you know, it's, it's just tough. Um, I mean, a little shout-out to do to Westlake. Westlake, unfortunately, playing in Region 4, there's just... They, when they play anybody else, they usually play pretty good. But playing within that region, it's just... It's just going to be an absolute battle every time they play anybody. So, right, kind of tough there. But yeah, yeah. But th- th- that's that's all I have. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to, to discuss? No, I'm I'm really excited for it. Like you said, um, I think uh, like you said, we, we we do see eye to eye on a lot of these ones. Um, as always, injuries. I think timing, schedule. Uh, once when we get a release, some of the teams I've looked at have released them. Some of them haven't. So yeah, uh, most have by now. Most have. Hopefully by late July, you know, once when we can let it marinate a little bit. And it, this 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 episode might go live at that time. But after you know, I marinated on a little bit, and uh, we get at the beginning of August. Once when you know we're into the the podcasting season and stuff like that, we can really start to see these teams because, uh, like you said, you wouldn't have thought that Farmington would have been the sixth seed when they played Corner Canyon at the beginning of last year when they you know mm-hmm. lost seventy to seven. Uh, and mm-hmm. Farmington turned out to be a, a pretty good, you know, frisky team getting the sixth seed. So uh, I definitely want to see. I, 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 I like to do preseason rankings, and then I don't like to rank until I'm about three weeks in. So hopefully, you know, three, three, four weeks in, we can get a better, you know, top ten. And then uh, and then it's just, you know, who's playing who's playing good at that time. And then uh, obviously injuries that you had to factor into it. Right. Yep. A lot of different factors. Um yeah, maybe if a couple weeks in the season we can do this again, just kind of reevaluate.